0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Show. Got a great little interview here with a gentleman that I have had on the show before. And I would encourage you to go look it up. I forgot to look up the episode number before I started recording this. So, Matt, when you start talking, I'm going to go look for that episode that I recorded with you before. But uh, Matt is our guest today. And I first want to tell you that this podcast, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, um, is sponsored, I have a sponsor, Matt, by my book. Wholesaling lease options. <laughs> Wholesaling lease options. It's a book I wrote uh, just a couple months ago. It was so crazy. I spent months writing this thing, Matt, and just pouring my blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I thought, this is the best book ever written in the history of mankind. No, really. But I th- I, I put a lot of hard work into this thing, and we finally got it printed. I got it back from the printer, and i was looking at the size of this thing. I'm thinking, that's it. This is this is all it is. Like it's uh, eighty-five, 80, about ninety pages. Um, I printed it kind of on like half a page size thing, and I'm looking at this thing, and well, we need to. I need to like increase the space and make the font bigger to make it look like a bigger, thicker, heavier book. But anyway, the reviews I've been getting on this book are really good, guys. You should go check it out at WLObook.com. WLObook.com. And uh, it's free. You just got to pay shipping and handling. Okay, cool. So Matt Reed. Matt has been on the show before. And I'm just going to look right now, Matt, because I should have done this before. It's so rude Mm -hmm. of me. I interviewed you before on episode 159 a little over two years ago.
1: Wow, it is time for Yeah, fly.
0: and we were talking about lease options back then, and guess what? We're going to talk about lease options again, because Matt is still doing these deals, and we have some mutual friends. We saw each other just a week ago in Cincinnati, Ohio at the, I forget what it's called. They change the name every year, Matt. OREA. Yeah, OREA, but it's some kind of big national convention. And okay. uh it was really good to see Matt there. Talk to him about some of the deals he's doing. And right before we hit the record button, he was showing me this deal that he's just work is just now working on. It's near Cincinnati. It looks like is that right? Correct. And you're in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Absolutely.
0: How far are the two cities?
1: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for having me on your show, <laughs> and congratulations on your on your book. Thank you. Way to go. Um, I am, as the crow flies, about uh, three, three and a half to four hours to Cincinnati. So
0: you don't go look at these houses.
1: No, oh my I have gosh. A, 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 a JV. I have a JV partner that handles the boots on the ground when we're when we're there, and it works out very well for us.
0: Nice, I love. See, that's why, guys, I wanted to have Matt on the show because he's going to talk to us and share with us some of what he's doing. And uh, so, welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Joe This house right now that I'm looking at I'm not going to share the address because you just did you just get this under contract or the seller just said yes
1: no it's hot off the press about forty minutes ago nice and uh,
0: this was a house the seller you do a lot of lease options but occasionally you'll do a contract for deed or a wrap around or something right
1: that that is correct we we always want to give our sellers several different options and let them choose which they feel the most comfortable with yeah and yeah. the ironic. Thing is that most people will take a lease to own since they still own the property. This gentleman wanted to sell us the property, but he had no problem with us paying his underlying financing, which he had excellent financing on for the next 10 years.
0: I love this. Well, let's, can we talk about the numbers real quick? Sure. So guys, get out your pen and paper and take some notes because this is a, we're just jumping right into it. No pleasant, sure. no, no real pleasantries <laughs> or introductions. Let's just talk about some deals that Matt's doing. Sure. So, this is a house that's worth about $310 to $330. So, this is in the nicer area, suburbs of Cincinnati, right? Correct. So, let's just say it's worth $320. Okay. The guy owes what? Uh, it's roughly about $287. So, he owes $287. He just wants you to take over this mortgage.
1: Correct. Now, I don't normally do this because it's going into the middle of winter. I gave him $5,000 down as opposed to zero down. But in my mind, $5,000 down on a $300,000 deal is almost nothing down
0: yes and wait till you hear the cash flow on this on this deal here so what sure. would it rent for
1: uh this home will rent for between 26 to 2800 a month um i put my minimum number at 2600 we've done several others in the same area and it has an absolute rock star a plus school district and this is a brick roughly 3 square yeah. foot exec home
0: it's a beautiful home. Looking at the pictures here, this must have been an old listing on Zillow, but it's just a really beautiful home. And sure. uh, so it's almost 2,800 square feet, almost 3,000 okay. square feet. Well, the description says it's 4,200 square feet.
1: That That's with the basement.
0: Okay. Is. And the basement is finished. Correct. Oh, and you're not going to have any hard time at all renting this thing out. Okay. No. So what are the mortgage payments?
1: He's all in... Uh... Principal interest, tax, and insurance of roughly twenty-one thirty-four a month.
0: All right. So that's P I T I, principal interest, Correct. taxes, and insurance. It's all escrowed. Correct. And the loan is staying in his name. Correct. Nice. And so you conservatively you're gonna rent it out for twenty six hundred bucks. Correct. And let's just say two ninety, it's worth three. There's about thirty thirty thousand dollars in equity right now. Correct. Approximately. But what I love is this cash flow. You get about $500 a month in cash flow. You have 10 years?
1: Right, correct. And we're also paying off, I think almost $400 a month in principal. Nice. That's another added bonus.
0: So you're gonna buy it. So what was your, how did you word that then in the contract?
1: I'm paying him off at his current loan balance and I have 10 years. Okay. So pay.
0: you'll pay him what his loan balance is in 10 years.
1: Or or whenever I choose to pay it off. Right. Okay. 10 years. 10
0: years. Wow. So you're getting about $500 a month in cash flow. Correct. And you're paying down about $400 a month in principal. Correct. So you are just in the first year, okay? If you paid him $5,000. Mm-hmm. And you are going to be netting about six thousand dollars in cash Well, Let's assume you can rent it pretty quickly, and I'm am assuming you can.
1: Yeah, that number is solid. So
0: six thousand divided by five thousand—that's a hundred and twenty percent cash on cash on your money.
1: Right, but then we forget the big, the big positive here.
0: Well, you, well, well what's that?
1: Well, we're we're going to find a client to lease option it from us, and they're going to put down between. I don't know 10, twenty thousand down.
0: Ten to twenty thousand, but let's talk about that. You've got ten years on this thing. Why do you want right. a lease option? Why don't you just put a regular tenant in there for f- five years?
1: No, number one, because I would like to find a client that would like to purchase this. This is a highly appreciating market, so I would have no problem of saying maybe putting a three fifty nine to three sixty nine three year lease option uh, okay. price.
0: let's write this down now. Three fifty nine. Three year lease option. Uh huh. Okay, so you're going to give a tenant buyer three years to buy it for three hundred and fifty nine. Are, are, are you going to let them buy it early if they wanted to?
1: Yes, but I'm only going to give them a little bit of a discount. Most of our clients of, of a home like this need about two years to get their financing in order. That's just our; those are our numbers.
0: Okay. So if it's worth. I mean, let's ask you this question though: If it's worth about three ten to three thirty today, do you feel comfortable getting three fifty nine in three years?
1: Well, actually, that's only a three percent annualized appreciation rate. Okay,
0: good, good. So
1: I, I, we can sell it for whatever we want, but we still want to give somebody a fair yeah. deal. Of property, you can't sell a three fifty house for seven hundred because when the appraisal comes back, it has to come very close. Nice. And we want somebody a deal.
0: All right, so. You've got, um, let's say you sell it for 359 and you're paying Correct. $400 down on your principal. Let's, okay. This is good, yeah. I'm doing this on my pen and paper. Normally I have a calculator to do this. But there's three profit centers for a lease option deal. Cash now, right? Cash Correct. flow. I'm writing this down. And cash later. Okay. Now cash now, you're going to get probably ten grand down. On this house from a tech buyer. Now, you'll have to credit that back to them if and when they buy the house. That is correct. But it's, you know, let's just, we'll just put an asterisk next to that. Cash flow, you're getting $500 a month cash flow. And let's say you rent it out for, that's 6000 a year, okay? Times okay. three years, that's $18,000 in cash flow if you do it for three years. Correct. And cash later... Let's look at this. You've got – you're going to sell it for $359, and these are gross numbers, all right? I mean, we're going to take out maybe 2 to 3% for different costs during the lease option period maybe to be conservative. But um, you've got it – you're going to sell it for $359, and, and if you're paying about $400 a month on average of principal pay down, four times 12 times three, that's fourteen dollars over three years, and he – O's 287 is that right?
1: Correct. So I'll be down to 273 or 274. Yes,
0: 273. All right. So your cash later is going to be 359 minus 273 $86,000 back end equity. Now let's just let's take three percent off of that for miscellaneous expenses sure right so that's going to get you at eighty three thousand and then cash flow is 18 grand I like this
1: I know it, 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 it you're adding the numbers up it just it astounds me but those are the real numbers
0: you're gonna be grossing okay about 101 a hundred and one thousand dollars if it all goes well right correct and and that's you know, if the if the tenant buyer is putting ten grand down, you're gonna credit them that ten grand back when they buy it. But if That's they correct. don't, guess what? That money's non refundable, right? Correct. And you may have to get another tenant buyer into the property, which is fine. Correct. You've got ten years to actually close on it on the A to B side. And you just well, well, you know, hopefully the buyer does buy it. You don't want to set him up to fail. You want him to buy this house. But um yeah that's fantastic really good numbers i mean
1: yeah i mean I mean, worst coming worst you know we give them another two-year or three-year extension uh-huh. going maybe they have a little bit more money to put down maybe their rent goes up that's all to be seen in the future but yet these deals are out there
0: and how much maintenance and repairs are you going to be doing on this property during that three years the tenant buyers in it
1: i'm going to hope and say virtually zero because we are letting the pro- letting our tenant buyer take the property as is, whereas. Mm-hmm.
0: So can you explain that a little bit? What does that mean sure. for if there's, you know, what if the toilet breaks in a, in a couple years?
1: Number one, we're very diligent on doing a thorough walkthrough with our client, doing a video walkthrough, and explaining if they, you know, would like to get an additional savior, maybe they can just buy a home warranty. But if they're going to become a homeowner in the future, they're going to have to understand that things break and they must fix them. Uh-huh. It's a mindset.
0: Yeah. So does your contract say they're you know they're responsible for day to day maintenance and
1: repairs? A- absolutely, I do warranty a few items for the first one year just as proof of concept and make our tenant buyer feel better. I do warranty the hot water tank. Okay. I do warranty the main furnace. Okay the main electrical panel okay all other items are up to the tenant buyer
0: do you pass any of that responsibility to the seller no okay that's
1: my uh, the reason why I've had more sellers uh, take into our business model is because we're taking the property off them for as is whereas and you know maybe we're gonna have to put a new hot water tank in oh well it's seven hundred fifty dollars we're getting these homes for virtually no money down, I don't mind putting a couple thousand dollars into it to make it pristine.
0: I love that. One of the things that I've done in the past, and I like what you're saying here is because I've made this, I've told the seller, I've said, we'll be responsible for the day-to-day maintenance and repairs under $500. But if there's a major repair, like replacing a furnace, then you'll be responsible for that, just like you would with a regular rental property. But you're actually taking that on yourself, I could see how a seller would be much more
1: interested in that. Correct. I mean, you know, if the furnace is on a home like this, if the furnace is, you know, three to five years old, number one, we can either get our own home warranty. They're roughly $500 a year, Yeah. or we can do a little gambling. And a lot of that is just from visual inspection and knowing, knowing homes.
0: This house is built in 2006. Correct. This is a nice newer home chances of a furnace going out are slim to none. Correct. And if it does, well, you know what? You've saved some of that money from the tenant buyer that they put down originally, right? That's correct. And you can use that to make any repairs if you need to. Correct. Very good. Very good. So you're making the seller feel more comfortable with working with you because you're literally taking – they don't need to worry about those expensive repairs. Correct. like that. And then the tenant buyer – has some peace of mind as well. They have that first year where you're going to be responsible. You'll take care of the major appliances,
1: right? And, and I mean, worst case scenario, I can just buy that home warranty that will cover me at a you know at a cost of roughly five hundred dollars. Uh-huh. If, if you peace of mind.
0: Have you ever done a deal where you asked the seller to be responsible for the repairs in just the first thirty days?
1: I have not, but I, I I've learned that I could just push people so far. Yeah, and I, the overall deal than the little items i do ask for some things you know have you had any mainline sewer backups lately you know it's most of these are obvious but by getting the seller to almost give you their house for a very reasonable monthly payment or taking over their loan we're trying to look at the big picture and not sweat on the real small stuff
0: oh man this is on a cul-de-sac yeah (laughs) beautiful you know. So yeah, this is a kind of deal, it, you know, it could just depend if you're haggling over the numbers, maybe you could tell the seller, okay, I'll get you this price. If you will be responsible for the repairs, the first 60 days, I mean, you could use that as a negotiating point, right?
1: That's, that's correct. Sure. A, a lot of these people don't have a lot of extra money to begin with. Now this happened these people are just downsizing to another home just because they're getting a little older. They're not that old, but they're getting a little older. But a lot of people that we've found out that we've taken over or done lease options with number one, they're not selling with a realtor because they want to save as much money as they can. But number two, they just don't have a lot of money to fix up their own house. Huh. So maybe that's why it's only 95% out of a hundred percent. Perfect to sell. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about how you found this deal too, Matt. How did you find this? Sure. Yeah, And um, you
1: know, this, once again, it's, it's putting a lot of different balls up in the air. This came from our uh, VA, over in Singapore, Joan, who's a rock star, cool. but she actually reached out to this seller a little over a year ago. And and once again, a lot of our deals that we, we actually signed contracts on happen several months after our original touch with them.
0: Yeah,
1: Simply not pushy. Uh, we didn't receive all the information. These people at the time were looking for another house. They didn't know. And then they finally tried to sell their house, and apparently, the offers that they were getting, they would have to take out significant funds out of their own pockets to pay off their loan.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: so by us just you know taking the number and being zero, they're coming out ahead.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Meaning, okay, they're not going to have to if they sell this traditionally with a realtor right now for say three hundred thousand.
0: thousand. Uh-huh.
1: By the time they pay closing costs and fees that's usually about 10%, they're going to net about 270. Well, they owe 287 on it. So somebody's going to have to make up the shortfall of 17,000.
0: Okay. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: So so we, we kept in touch with these people over a year, you know, just giving them a nice email and call every month or two. And lo and behold, about a week ago, they called us back and they said, we're ready to do the deal with you.
0: Now, how did you originally find the seller? What Was, that? was it from a direct mail lead or text?
1: Um, no, this was actually a house for sale by owner that it started with, I believe. Okay. So we're still very passionate about using old school technology of going after for sale by owners. People that even, you know, you know, I hate to use driving for dollars, but we do have a lot of people out there that are just driving local areas for people that have homes for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a big proponent about calling every home. Every person that has a home for rent. Yeah, this is not rocket science, but we have a very good system of following up with people, and that's what I feel a lot of people don't get—that is follow up and more follow up.
0: They, it's easy to forget that, isn't it? Absolutely. They want the immediate deal. They want it fast. They, they sometimes investors have this thing where, you know, let's send out a thousand postcards and see if this thing works. And uh, if if it doesn't, then, oh, well. Uh, But you need to have a longer-term focus into this, don't you?
1: Correct. For several months. And, you know, I tell people, you could get two deals in one week. It could be six weeks until you get your first deal. But it's all about consistency and follow-up and don't give up. You know, do not give up and stay focused.
0: So, again, what would you say is your average time on your lease option deals or creative financing deals – between initial contact and final deal.
1: I'm, I'm probably going to say three to four months.
0: I say I've said that for years and you know, who else says the same thing guys like you who've been doing deals for a long time, people that are just getting started. They don't, they forget that or they don't realize it, but you've got to be sticking with this and be committed, especially when you're offering creative financing deals. Cause they've, they maybe have never thought of doing that before. Right. Every seller just wants to sell their house and be done with it for full price, right? But
1: Absolutely. sometimes
0: they need to let reality sit in. They need to cook a little bit and realize, ah, it's just, that's not going to happen. Sure. Okay, so I want to ask you, you're, you're doing the old school, quote unquote, of just calling rentals and FISBOs, right? Correct. Is it you that's picking up the phone or do you have a VA doing that?
1: I, I have a VA that is, she's, she's been with me about six or seven years now, and she's extremely diligent on calling people back and following up with them. And she's very nice and she's not, she's not a pressure type salesman. She's more of explaining how, how our business model works and hoping that our business model can fit into our seller's needs. Wow.
0: So when do you talk to the seller then?
1: I talked to the seller pretty much after she's spoken with them three or four different times, giving me back basically their information. Where's their house? What do they have? Uh, What kind of debt do they have on it? What's their circumstances? And then she basically even fills out more information. You know, are they moving out of town? I don't know why anybody would move from Cleveland, but, (laughs) okay. (laughs) But you know, are, you know, are they getting a divorce? Are they moving? Do they have a job relocation and they must be there in, They must be gone in five months. These are things behind the scenes that we're we're trying to find their push button for motivation. Uh
0: So what would you tell somebody who's just getting started, Matt, and doesn't have a VA like that yet to call or have a VA call for for them? They're just getting started. Do you recommend they do the calls
1: themselves? Absolutely, and this is what I've told many people. If you could just block off one hour per day, that's it and send three to eight or three to 10 emails out to people you see on the internet with homes for rent and homes for sale and make three to four calls every day, Uh realizing that out of a hundred people, maybe there's going to be three or 4% of those that are going to be motivated sellers. But my theory is every time we can put a deal together in, it could be 25 to $50,000. That's exciting but it's staying focused day in and day out and keep following up.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, the, that is so good because, um, there are, um, a lot of people that try to complicate it. A lot Mm -hmm. of people that think that it's gotta be, well, if it sounds too simple, then something's wrong. It maybe it needs, at least that's the way I used to think, Matt, like, um, that sounds too easy. What's the catch? Well the catch is maybe you got to do 3 or 4 months of follow up. But if, Correct. if what kind of impact or difference would it make in a new investor's business if they just made it a daily goal? Forget about fancy technology, forget about CRMs, forget about VA, VAs and virtual assistants and, and and websites and all that stuff. But just talk to 3 to 5 sellers a day.
1: Just they would they would get a deal or two a month. By just sticking to that simple philosophy, Joe, oh. no doubt about it,
0: and following up, right?
1: Correct. So, Correct.
0: It's one thing to make talk to three to five sellers a day, but if you're not following up with them, you're kind of wasting your time and throwing away
1: a ton of money. I, I mean, I mean, you could be here. A yellow pad is what two dollars? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> talk to this person, call back in a week and call them back. I mean, it's you know, we're not talking about a, a brand new investor wanting to do a hundred deals next year. We're talking about a, an individual that would like to do one, maybe two deals a month, themselves an extra three to eight thousand dollars a month. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah. And how much does it cost to pick up the phone and make a phone call?
1: <sighs> Zero. All
0: right. So let's. Can we talk to you? Can we talk a little bit about? Um, I want to ask you some questions about the follow up that you do, but I also want to ask you about. Um, Maybe give us an example script of what you might say to a seller when you're talking to them about buying their house. So uh, the follow-up. What kind of follow-up is your VA doing?
1: She's basically saying, once we get this information, I'll get it to our investment company and Matt will review it. And then give we'll, we will then get back to you with our best solutions for your problem.
0: So is she, I mean, like what kind of follow-up is it? Is it a text message, an email, a phone call?
1: She's Email. And phone calls. We're still, we're still, we want to work with, as soon as we find that a seller is motivated, they will answer their phone and they will answer emails because we are providing a solution to make their mortgage payment the following month. Yeah. So we're the, and that's a good way to find out if somebody's really motivated or not. If they're tight lipped or they don't want to tell you their mortgage balance or they don't want to tell you what their monthly payment is, they're not that motivated.
0: Which is fascinating, right? Like what percentage of your deals would you say the seller is concerned about making two mortgage payments or making their next mortgage payment?
1: Over half of our deals. I mean, when you get to that point, I mean, they will get, you know, they'll get their statements out and say, I owe you, you, know, or, you know, my mortgage is $972.42. Here's my insurance. They'll get it to the penny. Uh-huh. One option for them.
0: Nice. Okay, good. So you're just doing any follow-up that's needed, emails, Correct. texts, phone calls. Absolutely. Once a month, once every couple of weeks, it depends.
1: We, we, we want to push it at least once a month. But sometimes we'll have a seller that's trying to still sell their house, and they'll say, Matt, you can, you know, you can follow up with us every week. We're going to tell you if it, we're getting offers, we're not getting offers, and just you know, we're, going to keep, we're going to keep in contact. Then we have some people that say, well, you know, let us have 60 days and we'll figure out that's fine. Take take 60 days. Okay. We want to push just as much as possible but not be overly aggressive. And that's the key to getting deals, not needing them.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really good. That's a good psychologically. I mean like I can't explain it there's not an exact science or but like when you are when you're desperate for a deal, it totally comes through to the seller when you're talking Correct. to. Them.
1: Correct. Correct. Um, you know, a lot of times when my VA or even myself is talking to a seller, we'll basically say, you know, we hope we can put a deal together, but if not, you know, here's something else that maybe you should do. You know, we, we can't do a deal right now, but give them some hope and then say, if nothing else comes up, give us a call back and let's see what we can do for Good. you.
0: So what is your VA using to manage these leads? Is she using a pad of paper too, or what is she doing?
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, she is still old school Excel spreadsheets. Wow but that's what she likes. I mean, my, my VA is in the mid, in her mid thirties. I'm sure she could use, I believe you like Podio, which I don't know how to use, but I I, maybe she could use everything else, but I've had her for so long. She has the same system and I like to be boringly profitable.
0: Okay. I don't want
1: to, I don't want to flip the switch.
0: Can you talk about how boringly profitable you've been? Let's just say in the last year, Uh, you give us round approximate (laughs) numbers if you want.
1: Sure. I I mean, now now put it this way. We, we still do a lot of lease options. I do have other facets of our business, but we're doing several lease options per month. I I have moved away from looking at lease options that bring in maybe two or three or $4,000 upfront. And let me tell you what, who's ever listening is those deals are all over right now. I am focusing on more of homes that are 10 to 20,000 down, Uh but if you're just starting out, you can find the deals flipping $2,000, $3,000. Those are all over the place. Now,
0: you're talking about lease option assignments, right?
1: Either lease option assignments or staying in with a sandwich lease.
0: When would you do a lease option assignment, and when would you stay in the middle and do a sandwich?
1: Great question, Joe. I want to make sure there's a minimum of three, but really $400 a month profit spread on a sandwich lease option for me to stay engaged for my risk. There's a lot of deals out there. I I can't tell you how many where the mortgage payment is a thousand, but yet I could only lease the property for maybe 1100. Okay. And that would be maybe a three or $4,000 lease option assignment. Mm -hmm. And your students, you know, you could do those virtually all day long, but I would rather stay in for all the profit centers.
0: Okay, good. So, with the, if you do have a deal that only cash flows a hundred bucks or something, you would do a lease option assignment on that. Absolutely. And it's a simple strategy. You get you get it under contract with the seller to lease option, and then you sell that contract to a tenant buyer, right?
1: That, that's that's as simple as it gets. Yes.
0: Do you use a, an escrow company to help you with that in the middle?
1: I, I've used several different escrow companies. I would I would use the company that you're using. Number one, when you when you when you're either dealing with a seller or a buyer, just saying that you are, number one have an attorney handling the deal and that you're using an escrow company makes you look a whole heck of a lot more professional, mm-hmm. and you know what you're doing. So I would strongly recommend definitely having an escrow company and definitely having an attorney prepare your paperwork. Yeah,
0: and anybody listening to this, if you think you can't find a tenant, by, or I mean, a, an attorney or a closing company, escrow company in your market. To do these deals, you've just not tried hard enough. You've just not asked enough people. Correct. So good, good. I want to ask you, Matt, about talking to sellers. All right. So you get a, your your VA talks to a seller, does follow up for a couple months. The seller says, you know what? Yeah, I think I might be ready. You get on the phone for the first time to talk to them. How does your conversation typically go?
1: Well, no, number one, I, I still go back to some of the other industry people that have helped me. I always start off with, thank you very much. I'm I'm going through the information and getting back to you. Uh-huh. Probably sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. But number one, and number one, I have to confirm up even uh, there's there's a chance my VA makes mistakes or number one, I'll make a mistake to see if the seller knows what I'm talking about. As an example, I'll say, look, your mortgage, your mortgage balance is 150,000 where I'm seeing that their mortgage balance is 180,000 just to keep the seller engaged to be closer. Okay. Or, you know, know, I just want to confirm that your mortgage payment is all in $1,250. Are you sure? Is that the principal interest taxes and insurance? Because sometimes they'll leave some of those items out. Mm -hmm. Also, I'll ask, Are you sure it's a 30-year mortgage? It could be a 20-year mortgage. It could be a 15-year mortgage. Yeah. But basically, I'm just speaking about everything to get more. And I want to get into the seller's mind to confirm everything, know that we're a business. This is what we do for a living, that their deal has to fit within our system, and then we can help them out. Yep. Period.
0: And you do these over the phone. You're not going to meet them in the house and see the property.
1: I'm not going to go ever to a home unless a it requires me to go and either my assistant or my boots on the ground could go handle it.
0: Okay.
1: Talk to somebody on the phone and you and you're in the business and you get the correct training, you don't need to be there. Right. You really really don't. And after you've done hundreds and hundreds of these being on the phone, you do not you you you, you can do these deals all day long on the phone. Period.
0: Which means you could do them from anywhere in the world. Correct. So, okay, let's talk about marketing the home when you get it under contract for buyers, for tenant buyers. Yes. What are some of the things you like to do, and who do you have do them for you?
1: Um, number one, I mean, it, it, this is still old school, but putting a sign in the front yard, a nice home, gets a lot of attraction from just a sign. Number two, using some pointer signs, you know, house down the street. We do post our homes on Zillow. Uh, Trulia. And we still do a lot of Craigslist business. Yeah. Now, one thing we do is we put the same ho- house three different times and three different days in a row to make sure those homes are always getting populated at the top of the list. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you know, renewing them and a, a lot of people, Joe forget to renew their ads. Yeah. And the most important thing is answer the darn phone when you get a phone call.
0: Yeah. Who do you have that helps you do that? Who helps you uh, find buyers?
1: My VA. She, she, she handles part of the day where she will take phone calls. Okay. Part of the day where she, she's very good at allocating her time and and finding tenant buyers really is not the hard thing. It's sellers are probably nine to one over tenant buyers, but basically then it's when a tenant buyer calls that she has a script to say exactly, no, this is not a Section 8 property. No, we're not taking any government programs. This is a leased-owned home. We're requiring five to $10,000 down. Here's how the program works. Please drive by past the property, or I can send you a video to get rid of the tire kickers.
0: Okay. Now, when they want to see the home, like this home in Cincinnati, you're Correct. in the Cleveland area. Correct. Browns. Thank you. Okay, so (laughs) who's going to let them in that house?
1: Uh, Number one, my JV partner down in that area. Okay. And if he was not available, I have a couple of backup people, since we do do quite a bit of business in the Cincinnati area, that can always walk through a home with that person.
0: Okay.
1: My my, My more affluent homes, I always want somebody to be there. Our less affluent homes, I have no problem of them just walking through the house Either doing a phone walkthrough, and then calling us.
0: Okay. Very good. So you put a lockbox and you you give them the code when they're
1: at the house. That's correct. And I you know, and they, they sent us a picture of their driver's license, and I've never had a problem. Knock on wood.
0: Yeah, I haven't either. There was uh, I interviewed somebody on a podcast a year or two ago, and they've got this technology where they have to download an app. Okay. And the app on their phone will, can sense that they're close to the, the lock by their location. And then we'll give them a one-time code to get into the mm-hmm. special lockbox that's connected to the Internet somehow. And then um, it also will – they can take a picture of their driver's license all from the app. It kind of coordinates and wow. schedules all of that stuff. And then it'll – you can track them in the house. Like you know when they leave and okay. you can make sure that the, um, the door has been locked and the key has been put back into the lockbox. Sure. Anyway, there there's a couple services out there that do that, if anybody's interested. All right, so old-fashioned Craigslist ads, Zillow, if you can. Sure. Signs, sign in the yard, pointers, signs, directional signs in the neighborhood, bandit signs or something. Do you have your, your JV partner do those signs for you?
1: Either them or a local realtor. That, that's pretty much... Somebody's coming up to, to uh, get in on my call here. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, that's basically a you know, $10, $12 an hour boots on the ground job.
0: Okay, good, good. And um, let's see, what else do I want to ask you? Oh, I remember what I was going to ask you. I got just a couple more questions, Matt. Sure. I was thinking of Joe Lieber, who's a mutual friend of yes. ours, really good investor, awesome guy, and he's hilarious. You guys know each other. You're, you're very good friends. He's absolutely he has been he's done a lot of deals, made a lot of money over the years dealing with dirty, ugly houses. And we've always done really well doing nice, pretty houses. Correct. Who, <laughs> I hope Joe's listening to this. I, I, <laughs> who who sleeps better at night?
1: Well, I OK, he sleeps way better at night because he's removed with his massive team now. OK, but up until up until uh, uh, several years ago I'm sure I slept better <laughs> meaning okay but but no matter what doing lease lease options is 3000 times better than doing traditional rental property mm-hmm. more profitable and it's a better business model because you're truly helping somebody out to purchase a home
0: yeah yeah well you're just dealing with a better quality uh, situation where you're not going to have the typical landlord headaches on a nicer home. Correct.
1: Correct. People are saying, "Hey Joe, thank you very much. We appreciate you, uh, you know, we appreciate you letting us buy this house from you, and by the way, we're going to make you a lot of money." It's as simple as that.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to make fun of Joe. I know. He's he's got such a good sense of humor if he's listening to this. He has to. He has to. Okay. Matt, wh- how can people get a hold of you? Uh, if they've got a deal they want to partner on, maybe, or they're uh, they're in Ohio somewhere, and they've got a maybe their own investment property they'd like to do a lease option on. How can people get a hold of you?
1: I would say have them email you, and okay. uh, I'm there right now.
0: All right, um, email support at joe dot com, and I'll forward it on to Matt if you're in the area, if you're in Ohio. Cool. And uh, do you have? Are you on Facebook, social media?
1: I, uh, I'm on Facebook with my name Matt Reed. Other than that, I have not explored the other social media sites yet. Um, why? By the
0: way, why is your head sideways on the face? All right. Page? Well, no, it's
1: it, it's getting changed. Uh, truthfully, this is about as technology technology <laughs> as I get. I don't know how to turn the damn thing. <laughs> So I just kept it right there. So now it's gotten to be kind of funny, so I've left it there. But maybe one day I'll I'll figure out how to do a 90 rotation or something like that.
0: Well, I love it. I'm thinking about doing it myself.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, well. Oh, oh, oh. I I, I did think of one more thing, if you have a a minute, about sellers. I always bring up that we always can buy a home for cash, but we are not – vulture investors, because a lot of oh. sellers are going to hear from these cash buyers that'll say, you know, we'll buy your house cash for 50 cents on a dollar and close in seven days. I bring it to them that we can get them more money and a better exit strategy. If they want to sell us the house for cash, we will ent- entertain that. But we would like to do creative financing and do a long-term lease to own with them so that they can have preserve some of their equity.
0: I like that. Good. Yeah, that's a, that's really good. It makes you just stand out better above the competition. Also, positions you in a place where, you know, you you want to see the seller win, and you're, you're not trying to take advantage of them and put them in a situation that will harm them potentially financially. But you still, Correct. the numbers got to work for you, right? It's still got to be a profitable deal.
1: Absolutely, and there's so many of them out there with 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 being focused and following up that in good times or bad in my opinion, after the last 20 years or 18 years or whatever it is, lease options are still the, one of the, if not the most profitable business centers, business profit centers in real estate. I agree.
0: All right. So key takeaways, guys, I think that I got here from this podcast with Matt is, um, don't be a, don't be a Cincinnati Bengals fan, be a Cleveland (laughs) Browns fan and, uh, You'll do well in investing in this business. No, but pretty houses. You can make more money, I think, safer with pretty houses. Three profit centers cash now, cash flow, and cash later. And in this particular deal, a lot of cash later. That's beautiful. Follow up. Follow up is important. On average, three to four months of follow up before you get a deal. Old school marketing still works and it always will. Pick up the phone. And talk to three to five sellers a day, right? Don't complicate it. Just talk to them. Eventually, you get to a point where you can get a VA. to do that kind of follow-up for you, to that marketing for you. And um, let's see what else do I got here. Three to four hundred dollars a month spread on a good cash flow deal to do a sandwich lease option on. You've got to be real careful. Don't try to do sandwich lease options on these smaller spreads of a couple hundred bucks. I mean, that's how I got in big trouble back in 08,
1: 07 Mm -hmm.
0: and 08. Good. I think that's that's a pretty good summary. I appreciate your time, Matt.
1: Sure, not a problem. Any
0: final advice you want to give to folks?
1: I'm just going to say anybody out there with the right education and being focused can do well in this business. You just have to stick to it.
0: Very good. Well, it was good seeing you, Matt, last week in Ohio. And uh, let's keep in touch. I'll be reaching sure. out to you again soon here. I'm actually got to get off the phone and get on a call with a okay. student who has a potential lease option deal. So <laughs> Close this it. has been awesome. I love talking right. about deals. I'm going to be talking about another deal here in just a minute. So Good. thanks again, Matt. Again, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes of this call to um, maybe even get a transcript. I think I'll have a transcript of this call. realestateinvestingmastery.com. And get your hands on this book, -book WLObook.com, WLObook.com, my Wholesaling Lease Options book. And we'll see you guys later. Thanks again, Matt.
1: We'll see you. See you, Joe. All right. Bye-bye.